Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the December 7th, 2014 edition of Season 2 of The Court Report on the Nakam Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. The Court Report comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Tuesday night at 7 p.m., right here on the Nakam Siegel Network. Every week, we will take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League. Had a game this week? Let us know. Friend me on Facebook. You can send me a message. My name is Elliot Weiselberg. That's W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. Or like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is Y-L-S Wiseguy. That's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y. Because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank you again to our amazing sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Crown Trophy of Brooklyn has been servicing the Yeshiva League for over a decade, and if you've won a championship within that period, you've already benefited from their amazing handiwork and craftsmanship. Please give Mike, Larry, and the gang a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your trophy and plaque needs. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official, analyst, But most of all, like you, I am a Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids with you each and every week right here on The Court Report on the Nakam Siegel Network. If you have a smartphone and haven't downloaded the NSN app already, do so. You'll have access to all of last season's episodes, as well as this season's episodes. You'll be able to send in comments for each show. Please keep the comments nice. Much like the show is not about me criticizing, degrading, or disrespecting players or coaches, please be courteous enough to do the same. This week, we had some major, major happenings in all leagues. So we're going to go through hockey, where Monday night featured the Battle of the Undefeateds in JV, and Thursday night, which featured all of the top teams in the West in action. In basketball, there were a few upsets over the week, though. And in JV, Ramaz pulled off the upset over TABC. But we're going to start in varsity, where North Shore and SAR met up in SAR this past Wednesday night. The game ended up being a real defensive battle, with neither team really able to take a big lead in the first. At the half, the score was only 16-13 to 13 with SAR ahead. North Shore would erase a four-point deficit and take the lead 22-21 with 142 left in the third quarter. But Josh Bluestein, ice water in his veins, stepped up and nailed his third three of the night to put the sting back up 24-22, and to the fourth quarter we went. For the start of the fourth, the game was a one- or two-point SAR lead, with North Shore always within a bucket of taking over, but with 547 left, Bluestein drained another long bomb for his 12th point on the night on the next possession. Michal Levy took the ball to the hole and drained a banker off the square to put SAR up 6, 31-25. Under a minute to go, SAR up 31-27. Cody Cohen hit two of four free throws on consecutive possessions to cut the lead to two, and with 42 seconds left, we had a one-possession game. SAR got the ball at midcourt with 35 seconds, and with deft passing, the Sting were able to work the ball to Rafi Kaberski through the back door to put SAR back up four. SAR retained possession after a missed layup and was sent to the line with 6.4 seconds to go. Levy missed his one-and-one shot, and North Shore got the rebound, missed a long three, but put in a layup that would not matter much as the buzzer would sound just as the ball dropped through the hoop for the 33-31 final, handing North Shore its second loss of the Yeshiva League season 
and the first this year to a team not named Hafter. With the win, the Sting improved to 2-3 and three and looked to climb back into the mix in the West right now, just below several three-win teams, all of whom have played more games than SAR. We're going to stay in the West where Ramaz was able to avenge their loss a month ago in MTA. In early November, the Rams traveled to MTA and lost by one. This time, they made no doubt about it on their own court, winning the game by 20-63-43. The recovery helps the Rams run their record to 6-2, and two, tied for the division lead in wins with six with TABC, but behind the Storm, who have only one loss, and Frisch, who remain undefeated, uh, both after wins on the week. Frisch moved to 5-0, and oh, dropping Kushner 57 57- to 38 and TABC pulled a double up edging out Hillel by 1 57 to 56 in deal on a last second three pointer by Dan Paleoff. Paleoff could do no wrong that night as he scored 23 for the Storm. Moshe Brum and Ty Gersberg each added 10 in the victory. Nathan Beebe and Robert Tobias shared the lead for Hillel with 18 apiece in the loss. TABC would make it a twofer with a win over Kushner last night to give them their sixth win of the season. For Kushner, the Cobras dropped to 0-8 on the year. They can still get back into the mix, but any playoff hopes might be just out of reach, even if they were to win out the string. Hillel was able to rebound from the last second loss with a 70-40 thrashing of JEC. An interesting note about JEC, with this game being on the road in Hillel, JEC has now officially completed their road schedule, having played all seven of their games away so far on the season, notching a 3-4 and record. From here on out, JEC will hold home court, a definite advantage down the back stretch of the season, where they'll need the home crowd to pull them through close games with playoff implications. Moving over to the East, DRS stayed undefeated, turning back YDE by the score of 52-31. to Gabriel Leifer, again the spark plug for the Wildcats, dropping 26 in the victory. This is the fourth time this season that Leifer has hit the 26-point mark, also doing so against Mag and David. SAR, and JEC. He is now averaging over 20 points per game and trails only Adam Matovich of Derechatora in scoring on the year. Matovich's Derechatora squad fell to Hank 73-48 last Monday night. Matovich led all scorers in the game with 27 points. Adam Garari led the Hurricanes in victory with 22. Hank would be in action again last night, unfortunately falling to Hafter 66-55 after being within one at 51-50 midway through the fourth quarter. With the the win, Hafter stays undefeated at 4-0. They'll play Mag and David Monday night, and then their next game will be for divisional control as they gear up to take on DRS this coming Thursday, the middle game of an insane three-game, four-day stretch for the Cats, with the only break being Shabbos. The DRS will face Ramaz on Wednesday night, Hafter on Thursday night, and North Shore on Saturday night. Getting back to Norsho, whom we began the broadcast with, the Stars rebounded from their tough loss by sending YDE to the 500 mark the next night, winning 51-37. to Norshore, now at 5-2, and two, stays in the mix at the top of the division and will need to rely on their own play to try to pull themselves back to the top, but can also use some help this week. Should DRS falter in one of the two games leading up to their matchup this week, Norshore could seize control of the second seed. Of course, the Stars would prefer DRS to lose to Ramaz and defeat Hafter, which would give both DRS and Hafter one loss, putting both within striking distance of Norshore. Um, finally, Mag and David also down Rambam 71-53. Mag and David moves over the 500 mark and is now 3-2 and two while Rambam slips to 0-9. Taking a look at the divisional standings in the East, DRS and Hafter both undefeated. DRS at 6-0, Hafter at 4-0. North Shore comes in next at 5-2. and 2. 
Mag and David at three and two, YDE at three and three, Flapwish and Hank following behind them at two and four, just out of playoff position. Derchatora behind them at one and seven, and Rambam rounding out the division at zero oh and nine. Out in the West, Frisch still undefeated at five and zero. Oh. TABC and Ramaz both six win teams. TABC at six and one, Ramaz at six and two. Hillel uh, at five and three, Heschel at three and three, MTA at three and four, JEC with them at three and four, SAR after their win at two and three, and Kushner rounding out the division at zero and eight. Taking a look at the schedule for this coming week, Monday night will feature three games. Uh, YDE will visit their Hatora. SAR, uh, the Sting looking to build momentum with their win, will take on JEC in JEC's first home game of the year this uh, on Monday night. And Hafter will meet up with Mag and David in Brooklyn. Tuesday night, MTA and Frisch will do battle, as uh, Rambam and North Shore will also face off. Wednesday night has three games on the slate, starting out with TABC Heschel, which should be a very good matchup. Kushner at JEC for JEC's second home game of the year. And DRS and Ramaz in the first of DRS's three-game stretch. Next night, it's Hafter at DRS, uh, as well as Frisch taking on SAR. Uh, Thursday night, uh, that same night, Rambam will also meet up with YDE in YDE. And Saturday night, we have one, two, three, four games, as uh, North Shore will take on DRS, MTA will visit SAR, Kushner will take on Hank, and Derkatoro will match up with Rambam. And finally, uh, Sunday, Sunday, a power Sunday out west, as Four of the teams in the middle pack in the West are in action, as Heschel will take on MTA, while Hillel faces Ramaz. Taking a look at the Jewish Hoops American National Top 25, this is for uh, last Monday's, uh, heading into last Monday's games, week of December 1st. Um, not much movement in the top 10, but the rest of the way has uh, has quite a few uh, quite a few shakeups. Hafter still in the one spot, uh, repeating from the week from several weeks uh, prior. North Shore stays at the two, Frisch at the three, Eula at four, TABC at five, Ramaz at six, DRS at seven. Again, for those keeping count, that is six of the top ten and six of the top seven teams from the Yeshiva League. Just outside the top ten, Flatbush is in the thirteenth spot, Hillel at fourteen, JEC at seventeen, Heschel at eighteen. MTA at 21, SAR at 22, and others in the mix receiving votes but not cracking the top 25, Hank, uh, Mag and David, and that's pretty much it. But the Yeshiva League team still showing a really, really huge, huge uh, um, presence in the in the rankings that they've done all year. Congratulations to Hillel for making a four-rank uh, four jump from 18 to 14 over the week. Getting back to uh, basketball action, we'll go to JV now, starting out in the West, where TBC found themselves upended by Ramaz on Thursday night. Ramaz up 59-58, when a last-second shot to tie the game fell short for Ramaz's second victory of the year. The win puts Ramaz in a pack of five teams, all with two wins, and ahead of two of those teams by virtue of having less losses. TABC drops from the ranks of the undefeated, leaving the MTA Lions as the leader of the pride at the top of the Western Herd. The Lions did what TABC could not do in turning back Ramaz earlier in the week by the score of 59-37 to approve to 3-0. 
TABC was able to move ahead of MTA in wins last night, handing Kushner their second loss of the week, 50-30, to to move to 4-1. and Kushner drops to 2-6 and after taking it on the chin from Frisch. Frisch has now strung together two consecutive wins after dropping their first game to Heschel last month. The Cougars battle Hillel, uh, who are 0-5 today in Paramus. Finally in the West, SAR, also recovering from a first-game loss, now has put together three in a row after dropping JEC 66-50. SAR was led by Daniel Wasatsky's 19 points and Nati Marcus and Dovi Marcus, who each chipped in 11. SAR will now need to put that streak on the line against TABC in a battle of two one-loss teams that uh, has to have MTA smiling, given that one of these two uh, will have two losses uh, and um, will be two losses behind them after this game. But MTA can't spend too much time thinking about that, as they'll have to look to put an end to Frisch's streak at the end of the week. So they may at one point be two wins, uh, two losses uh, uh Two losses better than one of those two teams, but at the end of the week, they may find themselves right behind them if they're not careful and in dire uh, need of needing more wins to get themselves back ahead of Frisch. Out east, there were five games on the week. Flappish began the week dominating Ezra 74-31. to The win keeps Flappish undefeated at 2-0, a few steps behind North Shore, who, with their wins this week, stay undefeated at 5-0. The Stars began the week knocking off the Hank Hurricanes 45-29 to and followed that up Thursday night with a much narrower 38-31 win over Rambam, who was still looking for their first victory. The defending champion uh, DRS Wildcats improved to 3-1, and knocking off YDE 63-55 to Tuesday night. DRS rebounding from, like almost every other top team in JV this season, a season-opening loss, have put three together, but will need to step it up to keep it going in the heart of their schedule against Flatbush and Hafter this coming week. In the last game of the week, Shari Tora downed Brooklyn rival 64-47 to even out their record at 3-3. Three and three. They'll continue the Brooklyn stint playing Flatbush tomorrow night. Moving over to the standings, in the east, North Shore, Flatbush, and Hafter at the top of the division, all with zero losses. North Shore at 5-0, and and Flatbush and Hafter tied with 2-0. and We'll see if they can maintain those numbers as they get closer to North Shore's five games. DRS follows behind them at 3-1, and Shari Tora at 3-3, three and three. Hank at 2-2, two and two. Megan David and YDE at 2-3, and three. Rambam is at 0-4, and, and Ezra behind them at 0-5. Out West. MTA atop the board with at a three and zero, despite TABC having a uh, having four wins. Uh, TABC also having that one loss. SAR behind the two of them at three and one, and behind those two are Frisch and Heschel at two and one. So that makes for four teams with one loss and five teams with less than one loss. And if you add Ramaz at two and two, that's one, two, three, four, five, six teams all within two losses of each other. One week could really make a, a huge shakeup in the uh, JV West, and whoever's at the top of this week may not may very well not be at the top of it next week. Behind Ramaz, from, uh, who is two and two, JEC is two and three, Kushner is two and six, and Hillel rounds off the division at zero and five. Next week, a huge week in JV basketball. Thirteen games on the slate as they now get back to action, not having to deal with all the tournaments that have gone on over the last few weeks. Finally, getting back to Yeshiva League action. Shari Torah and Flatbush uh, start out the week tomorrow night, along with Ramaz at JEC. Tuesday night features three games: Rambam at Hank. 
Ezra at North Shore, and Hafter against Mag and David, both two win teams fighting uh, fighting with each other. Tuesday night will also feature a... Sorry, there are four games Tuesday night. will feature SAR and TABC, as I mentioned earlier. Wednesday night, DRS and Flatbush will square off. Flatbush uh, 2-0, DRS 3-1. and um, One of those two teams will be in great position to make a run at the top of the division after this game. Thursday night has... Four games, Heschel will travel to MTA, Hafter will face DRS, JEC travels to Ramaz, and Rambam goes to YDE. Saturday night has one game, Frisch at MTA. Sunday will have two with JEC traveling to Heschel, and Hillel will meet up with Ramaz. Speaking of the tournaments that uh, I just mentioned, uh, JV had the Hausdorf tournament, which took place in Flappish over the weekend. Congratulations to the Falcons for taking home the crown. Speaking of crown, guess which amazing company was a sponsor of this year's Hausdorf tournament? Yeah, that's right. The amazing folks at Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. They really are all over the place. You know, hockey tournaments, basketball tournaments, camps, the Yeshiva Championships, uh, the Court Report on the Nakam Siegel Network. They really must be doing something right if everyone is using them to represent their hardware. Find out what it is today for yourself, give them a call at 718-769-4111. I guarantee that you'll be pleased with the results. Once again, you are listening to The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network, sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn, trophy provider of the Yeshiva League. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111. I am your host, Elliot Weiselberg, and we are going through the week in Yeshiva League sports. All right, time to head over to girls sports now. In girls A, there were eight games on the week, including two that happened today. Out east, Ramaz improves their record to 7-1 and after defeating North Shore on Monday, 44-24. to The Sting have set a daunting task ahead of the rest of the division, with their next closest teams only having three wins. One of those teams, Flatbush, improved their record to 3-4 and with a 50-23 to drubbing of Central this week. The Falcons' defense dominated the first quarter of play, shutting Central out 12-0 throughout the first stanza. Central would recover offensively in the second, but Flatbush's lead would widen courtesy of a buzzer-beater three-pointer by Sylvia Franco to put the lead at 27-13. Flatbush would continue the onslaught, outscoring Central 23-10 in the second half for the final score. Rose Michon led the game with 14 points. Jen Mala added 10. The win puts them one game up in the win column over North Shore, but two behind the stars in the loss column, who recovered from the loss to Ramaz to get past Hank 47-40 to even their record out at 2-2. North Shore and Flatbush meet up today in Great Neck. In the West, SAR kept themselves ahead of the pack, defeating Kushner 45-35. SAR, now 5-1, and one, is closely tailed by 4-2 lost teams, including Frisch, who also defeated Kushner by that same score. At 3-2, and two, entering Wednesday's game with Hafter, a Frisch win could have them tied with Brurio, who was idle on the week. The other game, Hillel and Mayanot, finished up about two hours ago, and we will have that result for you next week here on The Court Report. Now on to the standings. Uh, standings for Girls Varsity A. In the Eastern Division, Ramaz is 7-1, and one, Hafter 3-1, North Shore at 2-2, two and two, Flopush at 3-4, and four, Hank at 1-3, and three, Central at 1-4, and, and Heschel at 0-6. Oh Out in the West, SAR still leads the pack at 5-1. and one. Bruria, Frisch, Maya Note, and Hillel all at two losses. Bruria with four wins, Frisch and Maya Note with three. Hillel with two wins, and Kushner at one and five rounds out the division. This coming week, one game on the slate on Monday, Hafter will face Central. 
On Tuesday, Hillel and Kushner will meet up. Wednesday has two games. North Shore will meet up with Central. Hank and Heschel will play. Thursday has Mayanote at North Shore, Bruria and at Hafter. And in a battle of uh, fourth of the top four teams in, in the West in action against each other, uh, Frisch and SAR will face on Thursday, while Bruria and Mayanote will face Saturday night. So you'll have the four top teams record-wise in the division facing off against each other in those two games. The last game of the week, Saturday night, Kushner will meet up with Hank. Moving on to Girls B, start off with Bruria Mag and David. Bruria took a 10-point halftime lead against Mag and David and increased it to 18, about 240 into the third quarter, and then went on another run to increase it to 28 by the end of the period, en route to a 48-20 win. Shana Rosenzweig led the balanced scoring attack for Bruria with 11 points. Avi Galloweiner added 10. Next, Bruria took to the road against Ilan and led the entire game. Bruria busted it open early to take a 21-11 lead into the half. Ilan's man-to-man defense and full-court press did little to deter the Lightning, who walked away with a 47-23 victory to improve their record to 6-1, evening them out in wins with SKA. Wiener and Rena Finkelstein led the Lightning's offense. The loss moves Ilan into a third-place tie with Mag and David, both at 3-2. and two. Both Ilan and Mag and David will prepare to take on SKA this week to try to knock them from their undefeated perch atop the league. Brewery will be cheering for them both as they prepare to take on Shalamath this coming Tuesday. Shalamath is still looking for their first win of the season after dropping a 35-26 decision to Shalhevet and a 39-18 loss to SKA. Ilan will first meet up with 3-3 Shalhevet, who took on Shari Tor this past Thursday night. Moving on to the standings, SKA is leading the division at 6-0. Bruria behind them uh, in the loss column at 6-1. Ilan, Mag, and David tied at 3-2. Shall have it at 3-3. Shari Torah at 0-6. And, and Shalamas at 0-7. In girls' JV, starting out in the East, Flatbush continues her reign of terror, remaining undefeated by knocking off Central 45-23. to The Falcons sprinted out to a 14-2 lead that left the Wildcats in the dust and playing catch-up the rest of the way. Samantha Shabbat was sharp in running the offense, scoring a game-high 13 points. Esther Harari had her usual deft touch from outside, scoring 12 points, including three three-pointers. North Shore also remained undefeated, turning back Ramaz 44-27 on Monday. As a result, today's game between the two would signal sole possession of first place in the division for the winner and the first loss on the season for the loser. We will have that score and a recap for you next week. With a win, Flappers can clinch a playoff berth. They can also do so with a win over Frisch this week, a Hafter loss to Ramaz, or, if Hafter wins that game, a second Ramaz loss to Maya Note later on in the week. North Shore is in a similar boat. Should they win today, a win over Central on Wednesday would clinch them a playoff berth. Out in the West, as we mentioned last week, Mayanote became the first team to clinch a playoff berth in any league with their 46-25 win over Kushner. It was an interesting week for Kushner as the girls played three games in five days. On Monday night, Kushner rebounded to get their second win of the season, downing Frisch 33-25, moving them into a temporary tie for the third seed in the West. I say temporary because Wednesday night, Kushner was defeated by SAR 34-21, and Frisch took out Westchester 54-14 to give Frisch sole possession of the spot, and Frisch can clinch a playoff berth this week with a win or a Westchester loss. SAR's win clinched them a playoff berth. Taking a look at the standings in Girls Junior Varsity, 
Flatbush leads the division in the East at 5-0, North Shore at 4-0, both pending today's game. Central follows them up at 2-3, Ramaz at 1-3, and Hafter at 1-4. Out in the West, Mayanoid at 6-1 and SAR at 4-1, Frisch behind SAR at 3-4, Kushner at 2-6, and Westchester at 0-6. Taking a look at this week's matchups, Monday night has Hafter Ramaz, Wednesday will have North Shore Central and Flatbush Frisch, Thursday, we'll have Ramaz Mayanote and SAR Westchester, and next Sunday wraps up the week with Westchester visiting Kushner. Once again, you are listening to The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network, sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn, trophy provider of the Yeshiva League. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111. I am your host, Elliot Weiselberg, and we are going through the week in Yeshiva League sports. We're going to move over to hockey now, start off with varsity. We're going to start out at the beginning of the week and build our way up to the biggest day of action of the week, and quite possibly the most intriguing day of varsity hockey on the early season. Uh, there were four games in the East, four All-East games on the week, and they included either Rambam or Hefter, including the game that involved both of them last night in Rambam. Monday night saw Rambam play Flatbush. Just to recap what was said last week about these two teams, both came into this game with identical 2-4-0-1 records and with similar schedules. It would seem that the two are destined to battle for, the sim- for a similar playoff spot, most probably being one of the last two in the East. The only thing different about the two teams was that each was entering on opposite slopes, with Rambam having lost one nothing to North Shore in their prior game, while Flatbush exploded on Mag and David, putting up 12 in a 12-3 win. The game, uh, this game was scoreless through the first period of play, but just a minute into the second, Daniel Kerman put the Ravens up one nothing on a scrum in front of Flatbush goalie Moshe Ilouz. Later on in the period, Avi Martin, curling out of the left corner, put one by Ilouz to increase the margin to two. Late in the third, Rambam would tack on one for good luck, Kerman's second second, assisted by Martin, to push the final score out to 3 nothing, giving Rambam a step up on Flatbush in the playoff race. They would take it one step further Wednesday night when they faced Solomon Schechter, but it wouldn't be an easy one. The game in Rambam was scoreless through two periods, with the majority of the play in Schechter's end of the floor. The Ravens would finally break through early in the third as defenseman Ezra Cinnamon put one home. Fellow junior Benji Gorikadosh would add an insurance tally in the game's waning moments for a 2-0 Rambam final. The win put Rambam at 4-4-0-1, heading into last night's game with Hafter. Uh, Hafter, for good measure, uh, did both Rambam and Flappish a favor, disposing of North Shore 8-0 this week. Evan Fader posted a hat-trick for the Hawks in that victory, sending North Shore back a step to 4-6 and six, with three of their next four games against playoff-caliber teams. Getting back to our Rambam Hafter theme, last night the two teams met up in a Motzei showdown in Rambam. The varsity game kicked off the night with Hafter earning the 6-1 win to stay undefeated. Hafter's contributions came thanks to their junior core with Zach Kramer, Jake Berger, and Sam Schechter, each notching a pair of goals. With the win, Hafter is now 6-0, two points behind idle DRS, whom they'll prepare for next one week from today. For Rambam, this is the first time this year that the team has given up more than three goals, but the way Hafter is playing right now, Rambam should be commended for holding them to six, which is the Hawks' least goal scored in a game on the year. The Hawks, however, have outscored opponents 42-4 to in six games this year, and if they can pull off the same containment against DRS next week, they'll be in the driver's seat to take the division crown with DRS potentially being at two losses. 
Let's head out to the West. Uh, out West, JEC and MTA started off the week strong, both shutting out their opponents. JEC got their third win on the season, defeating Mag and David 12 to nothing. For those keeping track, that is now four games in a row and five overall that Mag and David has seen a dozen put up on the board this year. Uh, they've seen their record slip to 0 and 9 and are quickly seeing their postseason hopes hanging on by a thread, as another loss will knock them out. But honestly, the team really seems to be enjoying their time on the court this year. Uh, my Flappish team faced them a few weeks ago, and the banter between the two sides was very friendly and unusually light for the history that these two rivals generally have. MTA dispatched of, Hil- of Heschel, excuse me, 10 nothing. Uh, at 0-8, Heschel finds themselves in pretty much the same predicament as Mag and David, hanging on by a thread. But, bright note, at least one of these two teams, Heschel and Mag and David, will earn points this week and possibly a win when they meet up this coming Tuesday. Both MTA and JEC would be in action later on in the week in the major uh, Thursday of action. Thursday night brought with it to switch over to Vitan Talamatar, and it would be raining hockey games as the West saw seven teams in action in four important showdowns. Interesting note, all four of these showdowns happened within a 15-minute drive of each other, unless you sat in traffic on the George Washington in between, pretty much like I did. Uh, TABC, Frisch, SAR, and MTA all hosted games. I managed to make it to two of them, starting with the Kushner-TABC game that had a 7 p.m. drop time. After that, I had the option of heading to Hank MTA with an 8 p.m. start time, JEC-SAR, which started at 8.15, and Ramaz Frisch, which took off at 8.30. I ended up choosing the MTA game and got there just after the second period. Um, we'll get to that game in just just a second, though. Let's start out in TABC, where the Storm and the Kushner Cobras, the top two teams in the West rankings-wise, not in the standings, though, met up. Kushner at 6-0-0-1, seemed to have regained their bearings, dropping Frisch in overtime after losing to Ramaz in overtime the week earlier. TABC narrowly escaping the hive, the hive a week ago, needing a big third period at SAR. Uh, with the way these two had been playing until this point, a showcase performance was to be expected. What we got instead was sheer dominance by one side. Uh, two minutes into the game, Storm defenseman Ari Berman put one home with a shot that glanced off of Kushner goalie Jack Reese and into the net. Two minutes later, Daniel Levy would thread a pass between his legs to Yair Noller cutting across the middle and put a top shelf for the 2 nothing lead and TABC would be off to the races. Ari Fuchs would add another before the end of the first, and only 30 seconds into the second period as well. The next three goals would all belong to Alex Malik, two of which came on lasers on the power play on a four-point performance. Noller would cap off the scoring for the Storm, giving him two goals, two assists. Elon Slonim would put Kushner on the board before Noller's final tally to make it 7-1, to one, but that would be all the offense the Cobras could muster, as TABC throttled them 8-1 to one to keep their record spotless at 4-0. and oh. Kushner now falls to 6-1-0-1. Heading over to SAR, where the Sting met up with JEC for their second meeting of the year. The Sting looked to string together consecutive wins after dropping to TABC in the third period last week. The count after this game would be at two, as SAR would earn a 5 nothing win at the Hive. Jacob Unger, the team's hottest scorer this season, added two more to his tally. Jesse Shanzer placed two of his own. Steffi Jonas rounded out the scoring with one. Gil Forking posted the shutout for the Sting to cap the sweep on JEC, a year after that devastating loss that set the tone for a disappointing season in 2013. JEC drops to 3-5, and five. SAR improves to 6-1, and one and remains square in the mix at the top of the division, a place that's gotten extremely crowded due to the other three games on the night. Keep SAR and TABC in mind for a few minutes, we'll get back to them very shortly. 
Moving on to the MTA Hank game, Hank coming into the game as the third best team in the East at 4-1-0-1, MTA in that mix that I just mentioned at 4-2. When I got there, the school board read 4-0. For the first 22 minutes of the game, it was a real battle, Uh, MTA getting the only marker on the board during that time. With about two minutes to go in the second period, the Lions saw what could be the reemergence of the dominance of Ami Rosenfeld. Rosenfeld, highly touted as the best player entering freshman year of high school, was a key part of MTA's JV run to the semifinals that season. Rosenfeld would spend the next year in school in Israel before returning to the States last year for a somewhat frustrating junior campaign. Rosenfeld put that in the rearview mirror uh, where in a span of 20 seconds he scored a natural hat-trick to put MTA up by four. The Lions would capitalize on the momentum and would add goals by David Boym, Zev Markowitz, and another that bounced off a leg in front of Josh Geller, Hank Goley, to stretch the final out to 7 nothing. So for those keeping track, this is the 8th of 16 interconference final scores of the year. Only saying that because the Frisch After game uh, uh, didn't actually have a final, but we'll have some breaking news for you on that very shortly. The eight games, Ramaz Flatbush, Frisch DRS, Kushner Rambam, SAR North Shore, Ramaz Rambam, JEC Magan David, MTA Hank, and JEC Solomon, Solomon Schechter all have one thing in common. Take a guess as to what it is. Uh, Give up? The West has won all eight. Now, I'd venture to say that we probably won't have a 16-game sweep by the West. Hafter and Frisch still need to finish up, with Hafter in the lead on that one. Heschel still has to play Solomon Schechter and Mac and David. And Hafter and DRS both get to play TABC, uh, all four of which are potential toss-ups. But it certainly seems as if the West is the dominant division this season. Comparing the two, Hank, the third-best team in the East to this point, and predicted to finish there, getting blown out by MTA, a team that, with only two losses at this point, could conceivably not not make the playoffs out west. Right now, it seems as if they're going to wind up in a huge battle with both Ramaz and Frisch, who, as luck would have it, met up Thursday night as well. Ramaz came into the game having played 10 already, the furthest along of any team in the West, with a record of 6-4. and four. Frisch, on the other end, had the, the second least at four complete games at 2-0-0-2 and one fire alarm. Is there a category for that in the standings? Well, I guess not, although I think they wish they could have used one during this one. Ramaz got on the board in the first when a Bradley Brecker backhand shot beat Alex Kirschenbaum to give the Rams a one nothing lead. Second period, Andrew Lobel gets credited with a goal after the ball deflected into the net off of a Frisch defenseman, stretching the lead to two. In the third, the Rams put the game away with two more at the eight-minute mark, one by Adam Lasner, and almost immediately thereafter by Brian Agus. Frisch would add one on a full-court shot after the switch, but at that point it was pretty much too late, as Ramaz earned the 4-1 win. Coupled with Kushner's loss, and more due to games played, the record temporarily gives Ramaz sole possession of first place in the West. This all depends, however, on the outcome of tonight's game with SAR and TABC, which should just be reaching the end of the first period. Should SAR win this one, they will pull into a tie at seven wins. A TABC win keeps Ramaz in front, heading into their 12th game this week against JEC. So let's take a look at the varsity standings. In the East, DRS is at the top at 7-1 and one, uh, with 14 points. Hafter follows behind them 6-0 and oh, with 12 points. Hank at 4-2, and two, sorry, 4-2-0-1 oh, has 9 points, tied with Rombaum, although Rombaum has 5 losses. North Shore follows them up at 4-6 and six with 8 points. 
And at the, the bottom three in the division, Flatbush at 2-5-0-1 with five points, Solomon Schechter at 1-5 with two points, and Mag and David at, at zero points with a record of 0-9. Moving over to the West, Ramaz, as I said only moments earlier, at 7-4 with 14 points. Kushner, 6-1-0-1, 13 points. SAR, 6-1, 12 points. MTA, 5-2, 10 points. Uh, TABC, 4-0, 8 points. You can see how tightly packed they are. Not to mention JEC and Frisch, both at 6 points. JEC at 3-5. Frisch at 2-1-0-2 and Heschel at 0-8 to round out the division. For those keeping count, Thursday night actually marked the beginning of the second half of the varsity schedule. Uh, Taking a look at the week ahead, the big games really occur later on in the week in this one. Wednesday night, we'll have Frisch and MTA battling. With the recent games in mind, MTA is on a roll, while Frisch needs to right the ship and fast. A loss to MTA could have a spiral effect, especially for the next night. For those of you you looking at your schedule now to see what's going on for Frisch on Thursday night, stop. It's not in there. Apparently, some people might have been listening to last week's show where I discussed the high likelihood that the game between Frisch and Hafter would have to be played at some point. So it looks as if the past week has brought in actual scheduling, and we will not need to wait until the end of the year to see the game finished. The conclusion of this game will take place this Thursday night. The interesting part it will not be played in Hafter, rather North Shore. That's a very puzzling development, and I'm not sure as to why a neutral location was chosen, as opposed to allowing Hafter to finish out their home game, which certainly changes the strategy behind the game, given the bigger court. But I can only imagine that this is possibly a form of punishment uh, for the fact that the game was initially postponed because of an issue occurring with Hafter's facilities. Uh, that's only speculation, though, folks. Don't quote me on that, or that it was done because I said something last week, or that I let the dogs out. Who let the dogs Hank and Norsha will meet up Wednesday night. Hank can solidify their position in the third seed with a win, putting them up two points on Rambam with two games in hand and three on North Shore with three games in hand. A North Shore win closes the gap and puts the pressure on Hank to win the return game with the Stars or face the play-in game for the East. Thursday night brings Kushner and SAR together in the first of two rink series games. Uh, Depending on the TABC-SAR game tonight, this game could have major ramifications in the battle for the division, and to a lesser extent, home court. Without the TABC game being completed, there's too much to speculate and not enough time to do so, so we're just going to update you next week and give you the rundown of what's to come. The final uh, major game on the board is the championship rematch between Hafter and DRS in the greenhouse next Sunday, likely a 2.30 start following the JV. The storylines for this game run extremely deep. Hafter would seem to have the upper hand given last March, the players that they've gained from the DRS system, and their early season play. However, despite all the talent that Hafter has had in the past and all the success, the greenhouse has pretty much been their kryptonite. Will Hafter be able to buck the trend and put DRS away at home? I guess we'll have to wait till next week and see. Here is the schedule, the complete schedule on the week. Monday night uh, sees Solomon Schechter traveling to Mag and David. Tuesday has has two games on the schedule, J.E.C. Ramaz and Heschel Mag and David. Mag and David playing back-to-back nights. Wednesday night has uh, four games on it, uh, DRS Rambam, Solomon Schechter, Hafter, Frisch MTA, and North Shore at Hank. Thursday has three games on it, although technically two games in a period. Uh, SAR Kushner, uh, the Solomon Schechter North Shore game at 6.30, followed up by the completion of the Frisch Hafter game, which is probably scheduled for 8.30. And then next Sunday, we'll have the big matchup between Hafter and DRS. 
Taking a look at the playoff update, only one team is capable of clinching a playoff berth this week, and that is DRS. Uh, should DRS defeat Rambam, they would have 16 points at 8-1, and one, and would be better than the best possible totals for Rambam and Mag and David, and would hold the tiebreaker over North Shore, giving them the playoff berth. Uh, should they sweep the week, defeating both Rambam and Hafter, they will have 18 points and will then lock up one of the top three spots in the East, avoiding the 4-5 game. A lot of people say that that would be basically gaining a bye. I don't really see it as gaining a bye when only two teams are fighting to... to uh, in a first round game, I see it as more of a playing game. So I don't. Re- so don't mind me if I don't refer to it as having a first round bye. Now let's take a look at the rankings for Varsity for the week of December seventh. New number one at the top, TABC taking over the one spot after demolishing Kushner this week, moving up from number two, dropping to two is uh, former number one Hafter, despite defeating both North Shore and Rambam. TABC getting the nod by way of the um, much bigger victory against the much more highly ranked team. Hafter will probably be able to make their way back to the one spot, determined uh, determined based on what happens with TABC today and with what he, uh, Hafter does to DRS next week. At number three, moving up from the number five spot, is SAR with the win over JEC. Dropping from the three spot to the four spot is Kushner after their loss. Uh, DRS, uh, Idol, uh, still moving up uh, in the rankings. Uh, DRS at five. Ramaz, after the win over Frisch, takes the sixth spot from the seventh spot. Frisch drops all the way down to seventh from the four spot with their loss. MTA moves up to the 8th spot from ninth with the wins over Heschel and Hank. Hank switches with MTA, uh, last week's 8, now number 9. North Shore stays at the 10 despite their loss to Hafter. Rambam stays at 11 with the win over Flappush and Salman Schechter with a loss to Hafter. Flappush uh, stays at 12 with their loss to Rambam. JEC at 13 after splitting the week with Mag and, uh, beating Mag and David and losing to SAR. And Solomon Schechter, Mag and David, and Heschel round out 14, 15, and 16 on the week. Moving over to JV hockey. In JV, we'll start out of the gate with the big night, which was this past Monday night. This past Monday, we had the battle of the four remaining undefeated teams in JV, with Frisch and SAR doing battle in the West, and Rambam and Flatbush meeting up in the East. We're going to start out in the West with 4-0 Frisch and 3-0 SAR. As we discussed last week, Frisch came into this game having given up only one goal, and I had this whole discussion about how the mental game would be different for giving up that goal. Right after the show, just for kicks, I went onto the league website and found out that SAR actually hadn't give up, given up a goal all, uh, yet at that point, which would have given a it would have been a fun contrast to the points I was making. So this game would really put my theory to the test. Would SAR be rattled by giving up a goal? Well, it wouldn't take long for the scoring to begin as two minutes into the game, freshman Gordy Culp put home a shot up high on Frisch goalie Charlie Freilich for a one nothing SAR lead. Two minutes later, Brian Alter gets the ball from Yehuda Brin, wraps around the SAR net, and tucks it in to tie the game at one. Late in the period, a scrum in front of the net led to two Frisch defensemen falling on top of the ball in the crease and piling into the net, and SAR would be awarded a penalty shot. The Sting selected sophomore Solomon Freilich to take the shot against his cousin in the Frisch net. Solomon picked up the ball, moved in, and was stopped cold by Charlie to keep the game at one. Five minutes into the second period, SAR on the power play. After three great saves by Charlie, the ball finds its way to Kolb on the right side of the net for his second of the game to put the sting back up by one. 
A minute later, Kolb would find, would himself, would find himself in the box after being assessed a hooking penalty, and the first power play went right to work. A minute and change into the man advantage, Frisch would strike gold with Alter putting in his second of the game, the assist going to freshman Joe Tropp, and once again we would go to an intermission deadlocked. Four minutes into the third, Frisch would take its first lead of the night as a diving Brin sent a shot to the far side of the net, beating Jacob Naywitz for the 3-2 lead. However, it be short-lived, as a little over a minute later, Shua Friedman advanced the ball to the center circle and sent a pass to Kolb waiting at the line. Kolb broke in on net and beat Freilish for his third goal of the night. With SAR picking up the majority of the play, it would seem like only a matter of time before they regained the lead, and with 4.52 left, they did just that. Solomon Freilish went into the ring corner to retrieve the ball, came out to the face-off circle with his back to the net, spun forehand, then backhand, and sent a rising backhander that beat Charlie top shelf to take the 4-3 lead for SAR. 30 seconds later, Kolb would put an exclamation point on the night, netting a goal uh, on <laughs> what might be the prettiest move of the first half of the season. Keeping in a clear attempt, Kolb moved from the half-boards toward the middle of the zone, making a move on two frisch players. He went to a forehand, stopped on a dime, brought the ball back to his backhand on a crossover move that made one of the top defensemen in the league lose his balance, pulled the ball back to his forehand, and put a top shelf for his fourth goal of the night to ice the game at the 5-3 final. With the win, SAR is now 4-0 and the lone undefeated team in the West. Frisch falling to Fowler and one will have some time to think about this one, but we'll need to get back on track to play JEC in Elizabeth next Sunday. Back in the East, the Battle of the Birds took place in the Rombaum Nest, as 4-0 Flatbush met up with 5-0 Rombaum. This game, unlike the one out in SAR, was more of a defensive battle. The first half of the game saw no score, as Flatbush's Aaron Kuby and Rombaum's Daniel Petrakovsky stood up to every shot. Four minutes in the second, however, the ball was batted out of the Rombaum zone by the defense and went to Harry Tannen in the corner in the Flatbush zone for what should have been a routine hand-pass whistle. Inexplicably, the play was not blown dead, and in a sheer example of playing to the whistle, Rombaum capitalized as Tannen sent the ball to a cutting Avi Orlau, who put it past Kubi to put Rombaum up one. The next 12 minutes were an intense battle befitting of the two top teams in the division. With just a little under four minutes to go, Flatbush needing a goal and playing aggressive, Noah Schwartz stripped the ball from a cutting Flatbush defenseman, brought it to center court, and launched it past Kuby to increase the lead to 2 nothing. A minute later, Orlau would score his second of the game, winning a faceoff on the right side of the Flatbush net and tucking it into the near-side high corner for the 3 nothing final score. Flatbush falls to 4-1, and one, and will get a chance to reset this Wednesday night when they face YDE. The Thunder are also looking to rebound, now at 1-3, and three, after a major drubbing at the hands of North Shore this past week. For the Ravens, however, the week would not be over. Last night, Rambam and Hafter met up in the marquee slot of the JV varsity doubleheader. Very little separation for the two teams in the first. Orlau got Rambam on the board with a shot from the boards that found its way in for a one nothing lead. Almost immediately, Hafter tied the game at one on a laser beam by Donnie Goldberg, beating Petrakovsky. The tie would be short-lived as Rambam would end the period up 2-1, to one, adding a Daniel Yataki power play goal to the board. In the second period, Orlau would add his second of the game, and off the opening faceoff in the third, Harry Tannen won the faceoff to himself and scored three seconds in to push the score out to 4-1. Hafter would score late in the game to close the gap for the 4-2 final.
So, Ramba, I'm now at 7-0. and can pretty much put a ribbon on the division with a win this coming Wednesday night in Rambam versus DRS. The Wildcats at 3-1, and having suffered their only loss at the hands of the Ravens a few weeks ago, 2-0, have not played since. And the month layoff can either be a blessing or a curse, and that the time between could be spent working and correcting the issues that plagued them, or the rustiness of not having played could slow them down against a team that you pretty much need to play at 100% for 36 minutes to beat. Back to the big question, though. With Jakey Friedman starting the last game that the Cats played against Rambam, will he be back in net for this one, or are they going to stick to their rotation? It'll be the first of two on the week as DRS will meet up with Hafter as the first game of the JV Varsity doubleheader next Sunday. Getting back to North Shore, the win over YDE puts them at 3-4-0-1, and they will wrap up their regular season schedule this week, the first team to do so. Their playoff fate, though, is not in their control, though. Uh, with two wins this week over Shari Torah and Hank, the Stars can put the pressure on Mag and David to have at least five points, uh, or have to get at least five points in their remaining three games to tie or jump them in the standings. The Warriors will also wrap up their schedule later this month, so the two will know at least where they stand in relation to each other, if not the other teams in the division. In the only other game in the East this week, another Brooklyn battle for Share. One week after falling to YDE, they get blitzed by Mag and David, but putting up a fight, losing by the score of 11-5. to Back out West, things are getting extremely crazy, as at the week's end, there are now six teams within three points of each other at the top. Ramaz, at the bottom of that grouping here, is now 2-2-0-1 after an 8-1 drubbing of Westchester. Directly above them are TABC and MTA. TABC moved to 3-1 after narrowly escaping Hillel 1-0, Zach Rothenberg providing the only offense of the game. Zolly Weiser pegged down the shutout for the Storm. MTA and JEC, two three-win teams entering the week, engaged in a heated battle this past Tuesday night of two teams looking to keep pace at the top and avoid the 4-5 playing game. Uh, JEC jumped out to a one nothing lead two minutes in on a goal by Alicia Schmutter. MTA would tie the game with 2.4 seconds left in the first, and the game would seesaw again on another goal by Schmutter in the second, and another tire by MTA with just four minutes left in regulation. A minute later, though, hot-handed freshman Ari Marcus lit the lamp for JEC, his tenth goal on the year, to take a 3-2 lead. Natanel Kramer would add an empty netter for JEC to give the Thunder the 4-2 victory. The loss puts MTA at 3-3 three and three and keeps them ahead of Ramaz by only one point coming into this afternoon's game. The winner of this game uh, between the two will have a decided advantage come playoff time, as it's the only time they'll play this year. The loser, while not out of it, will have a tough road to stay in the playoff hunt. Both teams have demanding schedules from here on out, and uh, additional wins to close the gap between the two will definitely be hard to come by. The win moves JEC into a tie with Frisch at 4-1 and and SAR at 4-0, and depending on the result of the FAR-TABC game that should have just ended. JEC and Frisch will meet up next Sunday in JEC at 2, where one team will take a clear advantage in the race for the first and second spot in the division. The loser will need to work some damage control and keep their heads above the line to avoid the 4-5 game. I was just mentioning with uh, Ramaz, MTA, and TABC breathing down their necks. Ramaz, after today's game with MTA, will face Hillel this week, as will JEC in what will amount to Hillel playing out the string and finishing up their season, as while they aren't mathematically eliminated yet at 1-6, and six, depending on how today's game with Westchester goes, even if they were to win out and get to 4-6, and six, 8 points just won't be enough to make the playoffs out west. 
So taking a look at the standings in the Eastern Conference, uh, Rombaum at the top at 7-0, and Flappish following behind them with 8 points at 4-1, and North Shore uh, 7 points at 3-4-0-1, oh, DRS uh, 6 points at 3-1, and one, tied with Mag and David who are 3-4, and four. Hank uh, with 5 points at 2-2-0-1, two, two, oh, Hafter and YDE tied with two points. Hafter one and two, YDE one and four, and Shari Tower rounds out the division at zero and four. On to the West, SAR, uh, Frisch and JEC are all tied at the top. SAR at four and zero. Frisch and JEC behind them by virtue of the fact that they're four and one. TABC with six points at three and one. MTA at three and three with six points as well. Ramaz with five points at two two zero and one. Hillel, uh, uh, 1-6, and Westchester at 0-6. Taking a look at the schedule for the week, North Shore and Share will face on Monday night. Tuesday night sees JEC uh, going to Hillel. Wednesday night has three games, DRS Rambam, North Shore Hank, and Flappish YDE. Next Mose Shabbos will have two battles in the city, a 9 o'clock start for Hillel Ramaz in Ramaz, and a 7.30 start for SARMTA out in the dungeon. Finally, to wrap the week, two games on Sunday, Hafter DRS Sunday at 1, and Frisch JEC Sunday at 2. Moving on to the playoff update, only one team to mention here as well. Rombaum, by virtue of their win over Hafter last week, has clinched a playoff berth in the East. Uh, with a win against DRS, Rombaum will avoid the dreaded 4-5 game and lock up one of the top three spots uh, in the East. In addition to that, should DRS defeat Hafter and Flappers lose to YDE this coming Wednesday night, Rombaum will have clinched the top spot in the Eastern Division for the second consecutive season. Now moving over to the rankings for JV for this week. At the one spot, still going to be Rombaum with their wins over Flatbush and Hafter. Number two, jumping up from number three, will be SAR. Now taking the top uh, top crown in the West, uh, will be number two overall after they win over Frisch. Frisch drops to number three. DRS idle this week states at the number four spot, Flatbush, because of their loss to Rombaum, will stay at number five. JEC, 7 last week, moves up to number 6 with their win over MTA, while TABC drops from 6 to 7. Uh, the, the, the drop, mainly because even though they beat Hillel, the, the margin of victory was only one goal. Hank, idle this week, stays at number 8. Ramaz stays at 9 with their win over Westchester. Megan David stays at 10 with their win over Shari Torah. North Shore at 11 with their win over Darche Erez. Hafter losing to Rambam keeps them at 12. MTA losing to JEC keeps them at 13. Hillel, Westchester, Darche Erez, and Shari Torah remain at the 14, 15, 16, and 17 spots for JV. Although I've just been given an update that the Ramaz MTA game, which was played this afternoon, went to MTA 8-3. to So those rankings will be updated for next week, uh, MTA being that low and Ramaz being that high. Um, if, this were, uh, if this were given to me earlier, might have, uh, might have been a little different. But we will adjust next week accordingly. Right now I'm going to move over to the uh, words for the wise for the week. Again, going back to John Wooden. If you don't have time to do it right, when will you have time to do it over? We always say, you know, we'll get it right the next time, get it right the next time. You know what? You'll always have a next time. You may not always have a next time, but you'll never have this time to do over again. 
Why waste an opportunity? Why waste a chance? Life is full of precious seconds, precious, valuable, limited amount of seconds. And if you think that you can afford one and say, okay, I'll do it the next time. Don't worry, I'll do it the next time. Hey, what stops you from saying it next time? Oh, I'll do it next time, making the mistakes again. But also, how many of these next times are you really going to have? Take the time to do something right the first time, so you'll take the time to do it right every time. Don't let a day go by where you say, okay, tomorrow I'll practice this, tomorrow I'll practice this. If there's something you need to do, do it now, whether it's homework, whether it's chores, or whether it's preparing for a game. You know, some people may have a second chance at a championship game, but if you're not going to do it right the first time, you're really going to hinge on the fact that you could get to a second championship game? No, you're going to want to get it done the first time and walk away with that victory. So don't leave something to the next time. Start off today by doing it the right way. Well, we're almost out of time. So next week, we're going to take a look at, uh, look at this week's action, which starts the second half, I believe, for just about all leagues, if not all leagues. Uh, we will also preview the action for for next week coming up, uh, which will be uh, the week of Hanukkah, where so there'll be maybe a little uh, few ga- a few less games on the slate than we normally would. But uh, looking very much forward to a much-needed uh, Hanukkah vacation for most of my teams, and I hope uh, you're all looking forward to it as well. So we'll get to that. We'll cover a full slate of playoff uh, updates, as we have several coming in already. And we will take you through the week in Yeshiva League sports, hockey, basketball. And hopefully by next week, I can share something with you guys that's been in the works ever since uh, it's been announced that the Flatbush Hafter basketball game will be at the Barclays Center. Hopefully I'll have details to reveal for you next week. But tune in next week because it's something you're definitely going to want to hear about. Again, that game on December 28th. Tickets are available through either school. So contact either Flatbush or Hafter if you want to go see the, uh, the two Yeshiva League teams play in the Barclays Center on December 28th. If you missed any part of this or any episode this season, you can catch the Court Report Encore presentation every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., or you can find the Court Report on iTunes or the Nachum Siegel Network app. Tomorrow morning, jam in the a.m. with Nachum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m. live on the stream, nachumsiegel.com, or on your radio, 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, 91.9 FM, Rockland County. Once again, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your plaque and trophy needs. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on JM in the AM at around 7.20 with the Tuesday morning JM in the AM Sports Report. If you haven't visited the Court Report fan page on Facebook, please do so and click the Like tab. Let's get that number up. See you next week right here on the Court Report, only on the Nachum Siegel Network. Hi, this is Elliot Weiselberg, host of The Court Report. Stay tuned for more amazing musical selections and programming only on the Nachum Siegel Network. NachumSiegel.com